This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour in this Monday. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Troubling report on ice cream. We'll have that for you, of course. Lionel Messi introduced to a packed house, and then I realized the packed house was 18000 and I went... Oh, that's not fair for Messi to be introduced to the United States. But uh, I saw where Wayne Rooney said that uh, not going to be as easy as Messi thinks it's going to be or it's a little bit harder than you think. I think the MLS talent level, and Seton, you could speak to this, is uh, a lot higher than it used to be when it first started. Yeah, I don't think the, like the, ta- yeah, the talent pool is way better than it used to be. And you hear from a lot of players that come over from Europe that they thought it was going to be just sort of a walk in the park, but that the players are much better than, than what people realize. Um, I think for Messi, it's going to be harder because Inter-Miami is terrible. They're in last place. They're really having an awful year. And soccer is, uh, soccer is like a weakest link sport. You know, in basketball, you can have one guy who takes over the game and is awesome. Mm-hmm. In soccer, you could be the best player in the world, but if your worst player is really bad, the team's going to be terrible. So it's sort of you need you need quality players to surround your great player. It sounds like Messi's going to be there for two years and then he's going to own a team in the MLS. Does that yeah. sound like a reasonable blueprint here for him? I would imagine, yeah, that he got some kind of ownership deal in there. Steph won uh, Lake Tahoe with an eagle in the final hole. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins going to the Titans. I know that the Patriots probably didn't want to overspend, but it felt like they needed to. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to change your team, but he is a professional, or at least his numbers are professional, and that's a faceless team. I don't know if they're interested in Dalvin Cook. Probably not. Uh, You know, you start to think about the running back position, and it used to be you had to have a great running back, or you led with your running back. Uh, You have Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. They have until 4 o'clock Eastern to sign their contract. If they're going to have a long-term contract, it has to be done by today at 4 Eastern. And I don't know if either one will get done. It feels like the Giants and Saquon Barkley aren't that far off, but I don't know the inner workings of those deals. Austin Eckler is another name with a great running back. So those are three running backs who can do it all. 
And then you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They won the Super Bowl, and their starting running back was a seventh-round pick out of Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco. The Rams, they had Cam Akers when they won. He was a second-round pick. Uh, Tampa Bay had Leonard Fournette, and even though he was a high first-round pick, these guys weren't making any money. Those three running backs, Isaiah Pacheco, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, were making a combined $6 million in base salary. Barkley, Jacobs, Eckler expected to uh, make three times that. Do you need an elite running back? Well, if you have one, it's great to have. The 49ers with Christian McCaffrey is an elite running back. If they would win a Super Bowl, that would certainly change the uh, narrative here. But, you know, it feels like these teams are spending their money on their offensive linemen, edge rusher, wide receivers, and, of course, your quarterback. And your running back? If, uh, you know, would you rather have Christian McCaffrey type or would you rather have Debo Samuel, who's more of a wide receiver, where McCaffrey is a little bit of both? I would rather have McCaffrey because I know he can rush for a thousand and he can catch for a thousand. Debo's a wonderful player, but, you know, you start to look at these hybrids. Austin Eckler had, what, 20 touchdowns last year? He couldn't get a sniff. Like, he was like, uh, I'd like to get paid. Yeah, good luck. I mean, who are the who are the players, the positions that get paid less than running backs? Is it punters and kickers? I I don't and, and kickers might be more valuable in today's NFL. But when you think about who gets paid less than running backs, I'm guessing it's punters and place kickers. Yes, Mark. Maybe middle linebackers. They're they're down there, and that used to be so. Running back and middle linebacker. Those were your two high-profile, like when you think of the NFL and you think of defensive players, it used to be you thought with, you started with that middle linebacker and you started with that running back. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, Paul. If you're a guy like Josh Jacobs, it's got to be frustrating. You just turned 25. You've been healthy your entire career. All you've done is produce. You're getting better. 1,600 yards, 12 touchdowns last year and 53 catches. You've done everything asked for you. But they're probably thinking, well, we'll just get another Josh Jacobs at the end of the first round or at the top of the second round. You know, like, I know that it doesn't happen all the time, but all he's doing is the right thing and performing. But and, what is he asking for? That's uh, the thing. Because... My guess, four years, 50. That's the, 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 the contract that Derrick Henry got a few years back after 2,000 Yeah, yards. but Derrick Henry was better than Josh Jacobs. Yeah. But Josh, Josh is at his peak. Like Alvin Kamara. Didn't he get uh, sort of that same kind of deal where he's making $15 million? Uh, Christian McCaffrey around $15 million. I don't know. Saquon Barkley, I think, won $16 million. Would he take $14 million? Josh Jacobs, would he take $13, 14000000 million? All I want is guaranteed. As much guaranteed as possible. But if you feel like they can still be great running backs, then you pay it. I didn't think Zeke Elliott was worth that second contract that Jerry Jones was going to give him because they used him up and he was wonderful. But then how much I'm not going to pay you on what you did. I got to pay you on what I think you can do. And I think sometimes running backs are like, look at what I did. Look at what I gave you. Like, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Now let somebody else take you know our leftovers. Yeah, Paul. After Zeke Elliott got paid, his first four years are as good as almost anybody all time. And uh, he had 979 yards, 1,002 yards, and 876 yards. And split time, he never had carried the ball 300 times again. 
Yeah, and, but with Pollard coming back from a broken leg, I thought that they'd go after Dalvin Cook. And then initially, when he got released, I, I remember we had Peter King on, and I said, look, I'm hearing that Dallas hasn't closed the book on bringing Zeke back, but I think they've closed the book on bringing Zeke back. Is had, Have you heard about anybody interested in Zeke Elliott moving forward here? Because I haven't. But Tony Pollard not being able to go. Didn't they take uh, Vaughn out of Kansas State? Uh, in, in the uh, Deuce Vaughn, his, his dad's on the coaching staff, I believe. Now, I don't know if he's not an every down back, but uh, he does bring back memories of Darren Sproles, one, oh. of, one of my favorite players. I've come into the studio after a weekend twice watching Kansas State football, and I was uh, gushing. I, I, I remember when I, I, I was talking about uh, the wide receiver with Seattle. Uh, Lockett. Yes. I said, I don't know how good he is, but n- nobody was uh, better than him on the field. Returning kicks, and he was so fast. Uh, and Darren Sproles, I came in, I go, I don't know if he can play next level, but damn, is he good. And then I think they played in the Big 12 title game, and I, I just thought, oh, my God. I th- it feels like I come in gushing about the Big 12. I did that the one time when it was Oklahoma State and Texas Tech with uh, Patrick Mahomes, and I came in, I go, I, I think I even texted you guys during the game. I said, there's no defense. you got to tune into this game. And I came in on that Monday. I go, once again, I don't know how good this guy is, but nobody was better than him on the field that day. Yeah, Marv. When I was a kid, random Big 12 games would be on late night, and like uh, Texas A&M had the linebacker, that win. Yeah. Uh, and Kansas State always randomly. Oh, they're in the Big 12 title game. I haven't heard of this team all year. They're playing Oklahoma. <laughs> Michael, who's Michael Bishop? Yeah. And he was a beast. He, he, was, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist, yes. I think. Michael Bishop Jr., the third. Then I, he went to the Patriots. Yeah, he was a, had a cup of coffee with the Patriots. Yeah. Next weekend, IndyCar doubleheader as the fastest cars in racing head to Iowa Speedway, Saturday at 3 Eastern, Sunday, 2 Eastern on NBC. And Peacock. Nick in Cincinnati. Good morning, Nick. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, bud. Hey. Um, six foot, a hard 140. Hard. Uh, James stole my worst earlier with uh, your Reds dropping three straight to the brewer, so I moved on to my best. Went to my second straight or second ever card show. Uh, I took a bunch of cards to sell, ended up selling like $200 worth, and ended up picking a couple Ellie De La Cruz rookie cards mm. up. Hmm. Always good for the bank account. Uh, and I also have a pie-to-the-face bet, if you're interested. Okay. All right. Here's uh, Nick in Cincinnati, right. pie-to-the-face bet. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so with training camp starting this week uh, and with his first full off season, my pie-to-the-face bet is Joe Burrow will win league MVP, and I have a double or nothing. He will also win Super Bowl MVP. Uh, uh, anybody want Anybody? All right. Who wants a piece of Nick in Cincinnati? Joe Burrow is going to be the MVP and lead the Bengals to the promised land. So we would say he's not doing that? Yes. I'll take that. All right. All right. There you go, Nick. Yeah, Paul. That does seem like a, it does feel like a Joe Burrow year. All he's done is good work. He hasn't gotten any awards yet. He's poised to get it. Like, he can hold serve and get it. All right. Well, Seton's going to take Nick up on that. Bengals were 12 and 4 last year. Burrow was lights out. They won their last eight. 12 and four? 
Yeah, because of the uh, game against the Bills. Both Bill. Yep. Yeah, 12 and 4. Mm. Mm. The last 12 and 14. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Go around the room, best and worst of the weekend. I'll start uh, back left, suck it back row, Todd. Best of the weekend, number one ranked player in the world, 20-year-old Spaniard Carlos Alcaraz, defeating Novak Djokovic in five sets for the uh, first Wimbledon title for him, second Grand Slam title in less than a year for him. That was a lot of fun to watch. Worst, Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw, who hasn't pitched since June 27th because of left shoulder soreness, may have to miss yet another couple more weeks. Mm. MRI suggesting it could be early August before Kershaw can safely get back on the mound. He was having a great year. That pitching staff has been a mess. Uh, Seton O'Connor. My best of the weekend, Sabrina Ionescu absolutely balled at the uh, WNBA three-point contest. 37 points is the highest total for any three-point contest, NBA or WNBA. But it was 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Yes, weird timing, huh? Yeah. It's unfortunate because that is impressive. If you watch her shoot and, you know, it's not, you know, there's no luck. It's all skill. And, you know, it's like a money ball and she's hit and she hit everything. Would she go? She missed three, I think. Yeah, Marv. I think she missed two. Two? I think she missed her first shot. And then she reeled off like, you know, 20 some in a row. I mean, it was really, <laughs> really impressive. Uh, what else, Eden? Uh My other more bester of the weekend was Inter Miami owner Jorge Mas uh, <laughs> talking, doing his speech to introduce Messi. And he basically had a slip of the tongue where he implied that Messi's career had ended after PSG. <laughs> He was like, we are now you know, benefiting from the legacy that started at Newell's Old Boys, Barcelona, and then ended at PSG. And now he's here with yeah. us. Like, yeah. You can't say his career just ended. Yeah. Please now- <laughs> please welcome the washed up Lionel Messi. He's here in our league Yay. that apparently doesn't count even to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. Best, I'm going NBA Summer League. Amani Bates, remember him? Yes. Scored 20 Cleveland points. Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right, and they play in the championship game tonight. But the Rockets are favored by three and a half, according to DraftKings, just letting you know. I'll take that. <laughs> if you bet on Summer League Final, you have issues. Well, I did I did bet on uh, preseason football. <laughs> oh, that's oh, akin to it. That was bad. No, that's when I was all in. I was like... You got like I'm Jones in for four. You got the line. You got the line on the Bears. You know preseason game. Yes, Mark. Uh, other best of the weekend. Yeah, I uh, saw the Kevin Hart stand up reality check. Yeah, on Peacock started off slow, like the first like four minutes, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Then he just goes off, and it's strong the rest of the way. Really funny. Okay. It's available on Peacock. You can stream that. Paulie, best in work. I'm going to go best of the weekend. Dave Beckham pulling this off and getting messy Dave here. Beckham. After, Dave Beckham. I call him Dave. Yeah, yeah. He's American now, Until basically. Until they win, you know, he's, he's, he was David when he's, he was in England. He's basically American now. He pulled hey, it Davey. off. Ten-year plan Dobby. getting messy. Good job, Dobby Beckham. Yeah. Uh, second best of the weekend, the Wimbledon. I like how sports, Wimbledon specifically in the tennis, the second place guy or man or woman has to stand there and do the interview in front of the winner, mm. and they can't leave. There's a lot of decorum and etiquette. Imagine if this caught on because Djokovic having to do this in depth. It wasn't like a two question. It was like a six question, ten minute interview after the loss, holding the the, the plate in his hand. Uh, what if they did this in other sports? What if after the Super Bowl, the second place team, the losing team, had to sit there, and before whoever goes up, they do a quick interview? I know they do the losing locker room thing. Mm. But that's hidden. You're alone. The quiet tones. Mm. Imagine in front of 90,000 you had to do an interview after losing the Super Bowl. That'll never catch on. 
Well, how much sympathy would Matt Ryan have gotten after the Falcons lost that Super Bowl to Tom Brady? If all of a sudden you're in overtime and then it ends and then all of a sudden you're there on the podium and uh, you got Tom Brady and uh, let's bring in. No, you start with, with Matt Ryan. You start with a loser. Second place goes first. Russell Wilson after uh, the interception there with Tom Brady. Eli with Tom Brady after Eli and the Giants beat them twice? Yes, he... It kind of feels like that's how it should be. I was really impressed with Novak Djokovic. Oh, I was too. His, his comments yes. to be, to have that, like, that graceful, you know, after just losing um, was, just, was just really great. It says a lot about him. Maybe we can suggest that to the NFL. If the commissioner ever comes on the show, then I could suggest that to him. Who would be the quarterback doing the interview in the Super Bowl this upcoming year? Odds are it would be... Nacho Burrow. <laughs> Got a pie to the face for that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, it would be entertaining. Different atmosphere, though, at the Super Bowl than it would be. You know, Wimbledon, you got to be quiet. Shh. I like how they uh, scolded some people for popping champagne <laughs> at Wimbledon. Like, you know, during it, you know, when somebody's getting ready to serve. Quiet, please. Wait, please. Put down the damn champagne. Quiet, please. Now they've, now they've gone from quiet, please, to thank you. I guess they feel it's too harsh to say quiet, please. So just, thank you. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, Carlos. Come on, thank you. <laughs> quiet, please. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go, Rafa. Thank you. <laughs> Poor Marty Fish. You see somebody's uh, made a noise in his backswing. Yeah. Yeah. Messed up the whole thing for him. Yep. Yeah, they should have given him a mulligan yeah. for somebody yelling out and uh, had an errant drive, as they like to say. That's kind of weak, though, too. It is weak. The golfers need absolute no, silence. No, 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 no. Yes, no. that is weak. No, if you're okay. Now, I've played in that tournament before. Yeah. And when I got to the first tee, I had the crowd behind us make noise the whole time I was getting ready to swing. Yeah. So I, I wasn't surprised. But if you're swinging and then all of a sudden somebody yells out something. Go get a daddy. Ah, stop it. But if everybody's yelling. No, no hey, everybody's hey. yelling. So I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. But if all of a sudden you get ready to take your back swing. And, get a daddy. and then, you know, you just, you know. <laughs> I felt bad for Marty Fish. Yeah, I felt bad for him, too, but it's still kind of lame. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take a break. <laughs> Back after that. GetRefunds.com. Yeah, take advantage of this. The ERC. ERC is the Employee Retention Credit. It is a tax credit, not a loan, designed to let eligible business owners Direct the refund money into anything the business needs to grow. Totally up to you. Get started to qualify Innovation Refund's team of independent attorneys, tax attorneys. Help file your small business's ERC tax return. You could receive money that uh, you can use to improve your business. Here are some examples. One owner uh, with his business paid bonuses with it. Another bought new freezers. One used it on marketing. One opened a new store. A church even renovated their chapel with their ERC money. Go to innovationrefunds.com, see if you qualify. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Call 
1-843-REFUNDS. 1-843-REFUNDS. Or go to innovationrefunds.com. Innovationrefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Any reason? Not that you have to have a reason to play Prince, but any reason in particular? Oh, we're just talking about... uh Best concert experiences? Oh. This is a concert that I didn't experience. Oh, so you didn't get to see Prince? <sighs> no, I did not. Uh, I just saw him at the Super Bowl. Uh, I remember seeing Paul McCartney at the Olympics, and I was there. I was told that he was going to rehearse. And, and so I got over there in the afternoon, and there's Paul out there rehearsing. And he wasn't very far away from me, but... Nobody was really supposed to be in there, but we were 
in the uh, in the track and field area, and I was like, Paul McCartney, Paul out there playing playing the hits. Yeah, Paul. I saw Prince when I was fourteen or fifteen at Rosemont Horizon outside Chicago and the Purple Rain tour when he's really hitting his stride. And Sheila E. opened up for him. Mm. That was pretty cool. Did he date Sheila E.? That I don't know. I thought it was more Apollonia. I think he was probably an equal opportunity yeah. oh, okay. kind of guy. Vanity also. Vanity, oh, yeah, sure. Vanity. That, I don't know. Top five. That guy had a run. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Kim Basinger. Wow. I think she wanted to be a singer, if I have the story correct. And she went to Paisley Park. Went to his uh, his home, his cribbage. As they all do. Yeah. And uh, she was under the spell. <laughs> she wanted she wanted to learn how to sing or sing better, and uh, she was going to see if Prince could help her with that. Carmen Electra. Car- he went out with Carmen Electra? He discovered, yes. Oh, he hey, discovered I, her. I believe he discovered her as well. Okay. Resume's getting better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you spell rain differently, R-E-I-G-N. I think he had a purple rain. Very impressive. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Bloop, bloop. Okay. Uh, a couple more <laughs> phone calls in here. Austin in Virginia. Hi, Austin. Welcome back. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have the best of the weekend, but first, today is a very special day. I was wondering if you'd be willing to wish my son, Jacob, and my friend, Ryan and Honolulu, a happy birthday today. No. I mean, of Fair course. Enough. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Jake, Jake, happy birthday. Thanks, man. And my best of the weekend was my son, um, Jacob, actually beating Ryan in Honolulu in flinch ball this weekend. Sadly uh, for Ryan, Jacob's got deadly aim just like me. So thanks for taking my call, Dan. Suck it, oh, Percy. Oh, all right. Wow. That wasn't going to necessarily come No, right not there. from Austin. I thought we were boys. I guess not. <clears throat> Tyler in South Dakota. Hi, Tyler. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan, I don't have a birthday wish, but I do have a best and a bester. Okay. My best is the the Netflix docuseries, The Quarterback. Yeah. Uh, my bester was the clip they showed of the DP show talking about Kirk Cousins' mustard plaid Patagonia shirt. <laughs> I know. They called Paulie and asked if they could use that clip where we're guessing the color of uh, Kirk D. Cousins. <laughs> Sure. With him listening when he was on the show, yeah, yeah. Was it where we where he bought it? Oh yeah, the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. brand. That's yeah. right. That's and uh, right. I've gotten a lot of feedback about that clip being used. People are watching that. Yeah, it's really well done, but it's because of Mahomes. You know, the fact that they have him. You know, I don't know how sustainable it is from that standpoint of who else, who like the, who's the next person next season that they're going to be following. Um. Like, I'd still be fascinated with Zach Wilson, but you have hard knocks already there with the Jets. Give me three quarterbacks you would be interested in hearing from, seeing the entire season next season. Yes, Mark? Russell Wilson. Ooh, let's ride. He's lean and mean. <laughs> yeah, That's good. What if you mix in a rookie every year? Okay, what rookie? I'd go Will Levis. He seems interesting. And unique. Okay, That's why I think that this quarterback show is so interesting, though, is that you have three quarterbacks at three levels of their career. Yes. You have one of the best doing it, surefire Hall of Famer, a dude who's trying to be great but just can't seem to get his find his way there, and then another guy whose career is, 
hanging on by a thread. Wasn't Justin Jefferson asked if Kirk Cousins is a top five quarterback, and he said no? <laughs> and and I, 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 now I don't know if I have it framed correctly, but Kirk D. Cousins then said, "Well, you got to be on. You have to be honest with yourself." I, he's saying that Justin Jefferson, it's okay if you don't think I'm a top five quarterback. Do you have it there, Paulie? We're looking for the exact sound, but he was asked who his top five quarterbacks are. Well, I don't think it was a Kirk Cousins question. <laughs> I got he was Justin Jefferson was recently asked to rank the top five quarterbacks in the league, and uh, you know he went with Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. I uh, Mahomes, Rodgers, Burrow, Hurts, Allen. Okay. He he was giving his like objective opinion yeah, and as an I think analyst. Kirk Cousins was being honest by saying, I'm not a top-five quarterback. You're watching this, this show, though. You cannot question how much the guy works. You can't question his toughness oh, well, his either. toughness, because he talks about getting hit. Yeah. and But this was pointed out on Pro Football Talk. That injury never saw the light of day, yeah. that they didn't list that injury. And even though they won that game, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, did not reveal the injury like they're supposed to. Was that against Buffalo? Maybe? But he didn't. And, and they, they won the game, but they didn't reveal that interview. And people are saying, you know, that could be inside information. And I don't know if the NFL has said anything about this, but that that's an issue. That's why they revealed these injuries, so you can't get inside information about these games. Uh, I just saw this. This is from CNN. America's age-old love affair with ice cream appears to be winding down. Consumption of regular dairy ice cream, which does not include frozen yogurt, sherbet, or non-low-fat ice creams, has been falling for years. In 1986, the average American ate, okay, how about this? How many pounds of ice cream did the average American eat in 1986? Todd. 21 pounds. Seton. Uh, 37. Marvin. 45. Pauly. 30. 18. Hmm. I thought that was a lot. By 2021, how many pounds per person of ice cream is consumed by the average American? Todd, you're not the average American. I'm not. I'm I, was I just went to Carvel yesterday in Hoggins. I was like the week before that. I'm going to say 15 and 15 a half. 15 and a half. Seton O'Connor. I'm going to say it's way down to five. All right. Wow. Marvin. I'm say eight. Paulie. Ten. Twelve. Twelve pounds per person. Uh, let me see. What else do we have here that says... Uh, hmm... I don't see why. Why is the business down? They said a few reasons are there's more like craft ice cream that is more healthy, whether it be organic or, uh, you know, low fat and things like that have really taken a, a chunk of the traditional dairy big carton of ice cream market. Hmm. And I would they, think to like dairy just in general, people are more sensitive to like with allergies or, you know, it messes yeah. up your stomach they or said whatever. That's absolutely a factor. People before the 80s weren't even diagnosed with lactose issues and just thought they had stomach issues. So now people are avoiding 
those type of main ice creams. Ice cream made a breakout during Prohibition, it says. Ice cream was popular, but it was harder to freeze and deliver. But when Prohibition happened back in the 20s, ice cream was the big beneficiary. People replaced their Jones for booze with ice cream. Would you update the poll results, the hard-hitting poll question we had from the first hour, Seton? Oh, yeah, we did have a poll question. Yeah, we did. Long time Uh, ago. A long time ago, we did. If you could only have tickets to one show, Taylor Swift or Beyonce, right now 76% of the votes saying Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's Mm. the correct answer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Tay-Tay. They're both two massive tours. They are. They are. Let's not forget Ed Sheeran's on tour, too. Ed Sheeran, Eminem came out in Detroit and sang two songs. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was pretty great. You just wouldn't expect Eminem's crowd to be there with Ed Sheeran and verse visa. Yeah, Pauline. Does Eminem tour anymore? Or does he just show up and do, like, appearances and things like that? He hasn't done anything stage-wise in Detroit in a few years. Yeah, I don't know what he does. I mean, he, he may not have to do anything, but it, it still feels like you would do something even if you don't have to do anything. Maybe he just stays in his you know, suburbs of uh, Detroit. It feels like the last time he, man, can this be right? 2018? Yeah, my, that he was on tour, he, did shows? He did Coachella in 2018, but I, I don't know if that's the last time or not. And that'd be like a small appearance. That'd be like a one-time. I have his website, his official website, no upcoming events anywhere. He doesn't even have a page that says tour. Hmm. So there's a slim, shady chance we're going to see him in concert. Okay. Right. okay. Right. All right. All right. Yeah, workable. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> uh, Grant in Arizona. Hi, Grant. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, six foot and a hard 135. That's right. Um, same as when I called in three years ago. Um, so I have two bests of the weekend. First best is getting to be on your show. Um, so thank you. Uh, second best was getting to watch the Angels and Rockets yesterday with my dad because uh, he really likes baseball. I don't really, but it was an exciting game. Um, my worst of the weekend was the MLB is not the NFL, even though they try with the whole Sunday night baseball thing. Um, and then real quick, Dan, you are the right person to champion this cause. We all know that the, the Pro Bowl is a joke. So I've been thinking that they should do what I call the Pooper Bowl. The week before the Super Bowl, you have the worst NFC team against the worst AFC team. Winner gets the first pick in the draft. Thanks for taking my call. You guys have a great day. Yeah, thank you, Grant. We suggested that a few years ago. Make it interesting. Different name, not Pooper Bowl. That's yeah. unlikely. Yeah, probably can't do that. Um <laughs> I have the odds to win the SEC championship, in case you're wondering. SEC Media Day starts today. Uh, it's Georgia, then Alabama. <laughs> then a, That's a big shocker. And then it's LSU, then it's everybody else. Did you see where Tennessee, under their previous regime, they had to forfeit all their wins? Uh, that was under Coach uh, Pruitt. Oh, good times. Yeah. That was when I got the heads up that they were paying recruits. They'd get a McDonald's, and then they'd put money in the bottom of the McDonald's bag. And I know it's been refuted there locally in Knoxville, but the person who told me about it described it in great detail and, in fact, used to work down there. Don't want to say where the person worked or how they were affiliated, but uh, they were well-versed in how these players were getting... 
you know, there were there were uh, there was money being exchanged in a lot of different ways in uh, Tennessee, and this was pre NIL. Yes, yes, Todd. Did they volunteer oh, to vacate okay, those wins, or was that taken away from? Yeah, yeah, Paulie. That always seems like the lightest punishment. We're going to take away wins from six years ago. <laughs> I still remember having a good time watching us beat a team someone. that wasn't that good. We're right. going to take away all of your wins. <laughs> yeah, I still went to the game. We won. But yeah, they were everybody had their hand out, and uh, there, there were quite a few violations. It's always bad to get busted for cheating. When you're not that good. Yeah. If you get busted for cheating and you're awesome, then it was worth like, it. Like, I'm okay with, if you're going to cheat, then cheat. But you better be good at it. Because it's not worth it if you're not. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're going to cheat, just be good at it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I would have a problem if my school cheated, but they weren't good. Right. After cheating. <laughs> Average cheaters. Yeah, like, what is wrong? We can't even cheat well. Yes, Marvin. I copied off of somebody's test. Oh, you got a 68. Yeah. Damn. Still cheated off. Horrendous. Yeah, but you always know who you're going to be cheating off of. Not Fritzy? Well, was Fritzy the one no, doing the cheating? No, well, Fritzy would cheat, but you, you strike me as the guy who would put the uh, left I arm. I didn't appreciate people that wouldn't study, and then all of a sudden they're going to get the same grade as me. I would kind of cover the paper a little bit. But you cheated off somebody's paper. I kind of checked answers with someone that I knew studied like I did weeks in advance for the Todd, chemistry midterm. is that semantics? Kind of. It's kind of cheating, I guess. No, it's he wrote cheating. D and I wrote B, then I'd probably erase it and change it to his, maybe. But you were caught up in the competition of being valedictorian. I did. And for about 24 hours, I got a zero on that exam until the uh, biology teacher was not chemistry, decided that we were good students, and he uh, just restored whatever grade we got. Did you cry? I did. (laughs) I took grades very seriously. So you're 17 years of age. I was like mm, 15-ish, 16. This was late junior high school, so maybe 15. But still, probably too old to cry over, what do you mean I didn't get a 97 and I only got a 92? But I would get upset about that. So you cried in front of the teacher? Yeah, I went into the back room there, but this was also a kind of biology teacher that would take someone's paper and see if they changed their grade by putting it under the microscope to see where his red mark was and the kid's blue mark was, and he can tell that they changed, oh they changed the teacher's grade over. Can you imagine a less emotionally mature Todd? <laughs> if there is such a thing. I didn't, I didn't handle that. I always would argue for the two points, and even if it meant some kid went from a 66 to a 64, I'd have got to get my from 94 to 96 if I just felt like I had the right answer. Did everybody else in the class see you cry? I hope not, but I think uh, Angela Parisi and Kathy uh, Minerva may have said something, two of the more attractive ones, I think, caught me, which was very unfortunate. Maybe they liked your vulnerability, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> some women like that vulnerability. Not in the 80s. Yeah, that was, that not was, in junior high. That was tough. <laughs> Were you crying back there so with the teacher? Right? No, I wasn't. I wasn't crying. That's something in my eyes. Stop. You were crying. I was not. Stop. Stop saying that. They're gonna fuck me. They're gonna fuck me. I'm not gonna be valedictorian. They're gonna give me that salutatorian <laughs> thing. I don't even think you make a speech at this salutatorian. You're just number two. You're the best of that group of losers. <laughs> Whoa, best of that group of losers. Losers. Wait. Dang, I don't think you're losers. No, didn't Seinfeld have a thing? You're like, if you finish in second place of that group, you came in first out of that group of everyone that didn't win. Mm. Not every joke landed with Seinfeld. No. No, that's right. But it's, a, it's an interesting point to make. Yeah. Silver medal is the best of all the losers. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Second place is the first loser. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Is that Ricky Bobby? If you're not first, you're last. If you're not first. Yeah. Let's take a break. Anywho. Okay, let's take a break. Okay. Ready? Three, 
two, one. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, this day in sports history. All of that coming up. Uh, why don't we do that? This day in sports history, Pauling. All right. Hold on one second. Okay. Got a couple of them here. All right. The longest baseball streak in baseball history ended when the Cleveland Indians pitchers held New York Yankee Joe DiMaggio hitless for the first time in 57 games. The streak began May 15th, 1941, ended this day in sports history, 1941. Oh, for three with a walk. And that record still holds, right? Yes, it does. Was the closest guy, was it Castillo a few years ago with Florida? 
can't remember. There's someone who had like 35 or something. No, Wee Willie Keeler, okay. I think, had 44 game hitting streak. Because Pete Rose was going for the National League record. And I think it's Wee Willie Keeler, 44. Or, yeah, maybe it is Wee Willie Keeler, 44. 1994, Brazil won a record fourth World Cup in soccer. They defeated Italy 3 2 on penalty kicks. That was in 1994. PKs. Yeah. That's it. All right. Uh, All star record 10 home runs. On this date in 2018, uh, all but one of the 14 runs came by way via home runs. They combined for 10 home runs in the All-Star game. Um, I think that's it. I have the list of the longest hitting streets in baseball history. DiMaggio, Willie Keeler is right. That's 1896 to 97. Benito Santiago is in there at uh, like 36, maybe? Yeah, let me see that. All right. Pete Rose is in there at, what, 40? 44 in 1978. Yeah. Ty Cobb's in there. Paul Molitor's in there, over 35. Yeah. Jimmy Rollins, 05-06, 38 games. Okay. Re- another couple more recent history. Luis Castillo, Florida Marlins, 35 games in 02. Chase Utley, okay. 35 games in 06. So maybe Benito Santiago is not in I, there. I don't see it. I thought he had, like, 30. No, you know what? You're, he had 34. Okay. Straight, Benito Santiago for the Padres in 1987. Okay. Final results of the poll question, Seton O'Connor? Yeah, unfortunately for uh, Beyonce. Oh, I think she's doing okay. Yeah, well, yeah. not in this poll question. Yeah. Maybe in other areas of life, but in our poll question world, she is the, getting... The, the beehive. Yes, bad. yes, yes, Mark. She'll be at MetLife at the end of the month. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Mm. They both do like three hours, which is insane. That's a long time. Yes. You know, the, I, so the time I saw Bruce Springsteen, I, you know what? I don't mind admitting it was a little long. Well, I saw Elvis Costello and original cast. It went too. It went too long. It was. It was. It was too long. There was Bruce Springsteen. He played for about four hours. It felt like, and I, it, it might have been around there. And I was like, dang, how many more of these is he gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, because I took my wife to see Elvis Costello, and she knew, I think, one song that she... It's been in, uh, like, Notting Hill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Allison. Uh, right. Pump it up. Pump it up. Watching the detectives. I mean, he's got some hits. The radio, radio. Write the it? book. Yeah. Every day I write yeah. the book. Yeah. Yes, Todd. Can you leave a concert early if you think it's going too long, or you're waiting for a couple of songs that they didn't get to yet? Maybe you can beat the traffic if you think, you know what, three and a half hours is more than enough. This for me is you being passive aggressive. So what would you do? No, well, I'm uh, saying I would leave early unless there's a song that they haven't played yet. Like but a you movie. always do that. You don't ask a question. You give me, you give me both I, sides of it. My this. point is, you're not going to leave a movie that you've already been watching for two and a half hours. You want to see how it ends, but you don't have to see how the ending of a concert unless there's a specific song that. They haven't sung yet, so I would leave I, early, beat the traffic, and if I feel like I had enough sitting here with this musician or group, then you just leave. If you're experiencing it as being too okay, long. Okay, but then why not just say, I have no problem leaving a concert. I'm asking everyone con- else's opinion. Whether you, do you feel compelled to stay to the end of a concert that you no. feel already went too long? No. <laughs> okay. No. But, like, you gave me the poll questions here. I find Steph Curry playing golf successfully awesome and inspiring, aggravating and unfair. Okay. Yeah. What do you find? Do you find him aggravating? I would lean <laughs> aggravating and unfair because, come on, you're amazing at basketball, and you also got to be really good at golf. DeAndre Hopkins heading to the Titans will 
revive his career, make him irrelevant. Probably going to be leaning towards the irrelevant, like other Titans. But if he has to revive his career, then he's already irrelevant. But he's got an opportunity to be After watching Wimbledon over the weekend, I will tune in for more tennis in the future. I'm more excited than ever about the game. Sorry, I didn't watch any of it. I know some guy named Carlos Juan. Some people didn't catch it, Okay, they did hear and, about this and, Alcaraz. And, and where do you stand on that? Mine was, I'm more excited than ever about oh, the okay. game. Seeing someone okay. else win, I love tennis. I like watching that. Uh, I still, and Todd being a former tennis player in high school. Mm, I was behind second doubles. I needed a couple of people to get sick to be able to play. Still, I love this yesterday. Here's the Yes Network. I tune in at this moment and heard John Flaherty say this. Treyo, 120 at-bats, does not have a home run this year. <laughs> Till now, a game-winning walk-off home run. Oh. God, it's so good. The timing could not have been better. Doesn't have a home run. One more time, Mark. Treyo, 120 at-bats, does not have a home run this year. <laughs> <laughs> It could have been just a little bit tighter, but that's pretty good. Todd, what'd you learn today? As you wear your pale seafoam Tay-Tay hoodie, you'd like to see Taylor Swift in country, but don't want the hassle of getting there. Seton O'Connor. Christopher Mad Dog Russo knows a lot about Bruce Springsteen. Marvin. Durham Smythe plays for the Dolphins. Holy. Nothing happened with that blind date with Chris Russo. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything earned. Doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants. Doubled. Seriously. Check it out yourself. See the terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Have a great day, everybody. Hopefully we got you off to a good start. We'll talk to you tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.